Calling all trivia nerds, Brittany here, and I host the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast with my best friend, Meredith. Is your next car ride looking like a snooze fest? We've got The Cure, three rounds of awesome trivia every week. Harry Potter, Disney, science, sports, you name it. No more silent car troubles. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Connect, laugh, and learn with your kids, big and small. (laughs) New episodes every week, wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Hi, it's a spelling bee. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their latest book, in the New York Times bestselling How to Catch series, How to Catch a Gingerbread Man by Adam Wallace. Please help support our sponsor by purchasing How to Catch a Gingerbread Man and others in this hilarious series at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Hi, reader. Welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures. Written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. This week, it's a bonus full-story episode of our Korea adventure. Don't forget to shop with a reading bug this holiday season. There's still time. If you want a perfectly personalized holiday gift, shop for book subscriptions at readingbugbox.com. Unlike other subscription boxes, reading bug boxes include a selection of books that are handpicked by me or other expert staff members and personalized to the unique age, interests, and reading level of each reader. As the reader's skill and interest change, so do the books that we pick. Or you can shop at our store at thereadingbug.com where we have millions of books available for purchase for children and grown-ups. You can find our latest recommendations or purchase books from your favorite podcast episodes. Check us out. Whichever you choose, readingbugbox.com or thereadingbug.com, we thank you for your support. Thanks also to Resonate Recordings, who does the sound mixing and mastery for our podcast, and to all of our sponsors. And don't forget to keep that mail coming. We love seeing your drawings and ideas, and you can share them with us by mailing them right to our bookstore at 785 Laurel Street, San Carlos, California, 94070. Okay, reader, are you ready for another exciting adventure with me in the reading bug? Then what are we waiting for? Let's fly! It's time for a reading bug adventure! It's a reading bug adventure, there's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper, and your imaginations too. The Reading Bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Oh, reader! Hello! It's so great to see you. I've been looking forward to adventuring with you. I can't wait to get on our way, but, uh... Have you seen the reading bug? Oh, wait a second. Reader, do you hear that? (gasps) Reading bug? Is that you? Where are you? What are you doing? (sighs) Oh, hi, Lauren. Hi, reader. I'm down here on the ground. I can't fly while I'm holding my breath, silly. Holding your breath? Why are you holding your breath, bug? Now, Lauren. You've known me long enough to know that holding my breath is a clue to what we will be doing today. Want to take a guess? Hmm. I don't know, Reading Bug. Holding your breath. What do you think, Reader? What could it mean? Reading Bug, I know we have to hold our breath underwater. Oh, are we going scuba diving today? You're really close, Lauren. We are going diving, but not scuba diving. Scuba diving would mean that we would have scuba equipment. Today, we'll just have wetsuits. But... Bug, scuba gear would allow us to breathe underwater for a long time. If we're going diving, wouldn't that be better for our adventure? 
That's true, Lauren. But on this trip, we're not going to be underwater for very long. Hmm. I'm not sure I understand. Maybe I need another clue. Another clue? Let me see. Oh, look! Reading bug, your book bag. It's wriggling and squiggling. Is that a clue? No, it's not a clue. It's a me. Bookworm? Bookworm? What were you doing in my book bag? Were you nibbling on any of my books? No, I wasn't nibbling. I was reading, I promise. I was reading the books in your book bag so I could go with you on the adventure today, if you'll have me. Of course you can join us, Bookworm. Yeah, we love it when friends join our adventures, don't we, reader? So, Bookworm, if you've been reading the Reading Bugs books, you must know where we'll be going on our adventure today. I sure do. Well, where? How about this? The Bookworm can tell you the name of some of the books in my book bag, and I'm sure you can figure out where we'll be going from there. Bookworm, tell him what's in the book bag. Sure. While I was in your book bag, I read The Name Jar by Yang Suk Choi, Bibimbap by Linda Supark, The Mindy Kim Book Series by Lila Lee. Oh, I've read The Name Jar. It's about a girl who moves from Korea to the United States. I also know that Bibimbap is a yummy Korean food. That's right, Lauren. Bop is the word for rice, and Bibim means mixed up. Bibimbap is rice topped with meat, Steamed or stir-fried vegetables, eggs, and kimchi mixed together. Yum. And what about the third book you mentioned? What was it again? Mindy Kim. It's a series of fun books about a Korean-American girl. So, all the books have something to do with Korea. That's right. Well then, we must be going to Korea on our adventure today, right? Yes, yes, yes. You got it, Lauren. Great job. Oh, that's so exciting. You know, reader, I don't know very much about Korea, except that it's located on the continent of Asia. That's right, Lauren. Korea is located along a peninsula on the coast of Asia. A peninsula is a piece of land that is almost entirely surrounded by water, but it is connected to the mainland on one side. Korea is attached to China on its northwest side. The island of Japan is on Korea's southeast side. Korea is almost entirely surrounded by water? And we're going to be diving in Korea without scuba gear? Just wetsuits? Why are we doing that? Do you hear that, reader? I know that sound. If it's buzzing, it must be the spelling bee. Lauren, reader, bookworm, bug. Hi! Spelling bee! It's great to see you. Reader, can you believe it? The reading bug, the spelling bee, and the bookworm are all here with us. It's great to be here. Sorry I'm late. The reading bug shared some books with me, and I was just finishing one before our big adventure. Have you guessed where we're going yet? Well, I know we're headed to Korea, but I haven't been able to figure out why yet. Well then, can I be the one to give the last clue? Well, sure. Be my guest. (laughs) (laughs) I just finished reading The Ocean Calls by Tina Cho. It's a story about a girl named Dieyeon and her Korean grandmother who goes for a swim in the ocean, but it's not any swim. The girl's grandma is a henyo. That's H-A-E-N-Y-E-O, which means sea woman. Henyo? Yes. Henyo have lived on the island of Jeju on the southern tip of Korea for 1,700 years. These amazing women free dive in depths up to 65 feet in search of seaweed, sea cucumbers, mollusks like abalone and conch, and pearls. They don't use an oxygen tank on their dives. They just hold their breath.
They hold their breath. So no scuba equipment, right? That's right. It all makes sense now. Reading bug, spelling bee, bookworm. Are we going to Jeju Island on our adventure today? Yes, yes, yes. Jeju Island, here we come. I've been reading a lot about Henyo. Did you know that there were 70,000 Henyo on Jeju Island in the 1970s? But now there are less than 4,500, and almost all of the remaining Henyo are over 60 years old, and many are 80 years old or older. If we don't adventure there now, these amazing women and their stories may soon be nothing but history. Did you know that modern Henyo are called Granny Mermaids? Because most of them are so old, they really are grandmothers. Granny Mermaids? I love it! They must be very strong women. Lots of people retire from their jobs in their 60s and 70s. And I know from our past adventures that underwater diving can be very difficult work. I read that the Henyo community is getting smaller and older because of changing social and economic conditions. That's right! Jeju Island has become a tourist attraction, and many of the daughters of the Henyo are working in shops, restaurants, and hotels now, instead of joining their mothers and becoming Henyo. I can't wait to visit those amazing women divers before they disappear completely. If we're really lucky, I'm hoping that we'll even be able to swim with the Granny Mermaids as they harvest food from the ocean. Free dive? But how will we be able to join them, Bug? Yeah, Bug. I read that Henyo can hold their breath for as long as three minutes before they come back up to the surface of the ocean to take another breath. Lauren, reader, have you ever tried to hold your breath for that long? No, I haven't. And I don't suggest you try it, reader. Three minutes is a dangerously long time to hold your breath. I'm a singer, and to be a singer, you have to have great breath control. But it's hard for me to hold my breath for even half a minute, let alone three. I've read that the average human can only hold their breath for 30 to 90 seconds, and that it's not good to hold your breath for too long. Yikes. So, Reading Bug, maybe we won't be diving with the Henyo after all, then. You're probably right, Lauren. But I'd still like to meet a few Henyo and learn about their lives and work, wouldn't you? Absolutely. A-B-S-O-L-U-T-E-L-Y. Yes! I can't wait to get started on our Korean adventure. I love learning about other countries and cultures. Reader, bee, bug, bookworm, let's get stretched out, warmed up, and ready to go on our dive today. That's a great idea, Lauren. You know, in the ocean calls, Daeyeon and her grandmother also stretched out before they went on their dives. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. That was amazing. Thanks for those stretches. I feel really stretched out and ready to go. How about you? I can't wait to get started on our Korean adventure. Before we get going, I want to make sure that you remember to bring some paper and crayons with you, reader. I remember from our ocean adventure that the animals and plants that live in the ocean are very colorful and beautiful. So I'm sure we'll see lots of things we'll want to draw. Pictures are how we retell the story of our adventures after we return to our homes, just like the illustrators of our favorite books. As we travel to Jeju Island... Think about what you want to draw so that you can capture the most important parts of our adventure for our friends and family to see. If you didn't remember paper and crayons, don't worry. Just press pause or have a grown-up do it for you and get them now. 
The reading bug, Spelling Bee, and I will wait right here for you. At the end of today's adventure, we'll take time to draw the pictures that are in our imaginations. But of course, you can color anytime you want by pausing our podcast. Okay, great. If everyone is ready for our adventure in Korea, we can ask my magic book bag to take us there. Stand back, everybody. Spelling Bee, do you want to cast a spell? It would be an honor. Magic book bag, take us to Jeju in Korea. It will be an adventure, I guarantee ya. There we will meet the amazing Henyo. They're called granny mermaids that we now know. We'll see them swim deep in the sea as they gather their harvest to feed their family. Look, reader, the reading bug is opening up her magic book bag, and it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. And look, can you see all the images swirling around inside the book bag? I see a beautiful island with a jagged rocky coastline, dazzling white sand beaches, and a spectacular waterfall shooting off the top of a cliff directly into sparkling turquoise waters of the ocean below it. I also see spectacular snow-capped mountains rising out of the island. And swimming around the book bag, there are women and girls dressed in dark blue and gray wetsuits and wearing flippers and goggles. Those must be the henyo. And there are also women and girls dressed in old-fashioned dark cotton tops and shorts with bonnets covering their hair. I think those women and girls are wearing the traditional clothing that henyo wore before the 1970s, before wetsuits were available. Oh yes, I remember reading about that outfit. It's called a mulot. Mulot? M-U-L-O-T? That's right. Yes, the swimsuits were homemade cotton suits that had short pants, a jacket, and a cross between a bonnet and a scarf that covered the diver's hair and neck. The divers must have been freezing cold during the winter, diving in those skimpy cotton suits when the ocean around Jeju is very cold. Reader, reading bug, do you see that some of the women divers are riding in boats while others are walking to the beach carrying nets filled with fish, shells, and seaweed? and wearing large, round, white, and orange pumpkin-like objects strapped to their backs. There are all kinds of small to medium-sized blue, white, aqua, and green fishing boats, motorboats, sailboats, and rowboats, and they're all filled with these women divers. Floating among the pictures, there are lots of words that I don't recognize. Words like abalone, sumbaisori, anemone, tsiomunde, norigai, tuwak, and bultoke. Come on, what are we waiting for? It's time to hop into my book bag and get on our way. Hop three times with me then into my book bag, and we'll be on our way. Ready? One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Here we go! The lights are flashing and the pictures and words are circling all around us as the book bag carries us off all the way to Korea. Reader, look outside! Our homes and schools and parks are getting smaller and smaller as we travel higher and higher into the sky. I see the west coast of the United States as we leave North America and head for Asia, our closest continental neighbor to the west, and out over the Pacific Ocean. Lauren, reader, B, bookworm, did you know that the Pacific Ocean is the largest and deepest ocean in the world? It covers 63 million square miles and contains more than half of the free water on Earth. 
It is so big that all seven continents could fit into the basin of the Pacific Ocean. Reader, do you remember the seven continents? North America, South America, Africa, Europe, Asia, Australia, and Antarctica. Hey, look! I see land ahead of us. That must be Asia. You're right. We are approaching the coast of Asia. Asia only has a coast on its east side because the west side of Asia is connected to the continent of Europe. And that small boot-shaped part there, close to the north part of China, is that the Korean Peninsula? It is. If you look closely, you'll be able to see a very small island off the southern tip of Korea. That's Jeju Island. Lauren, reader, B, bookworm, do you see the snow-capped mountain in the middle of the island? That's the mountain that we saw floating inside of the book bag. It's named Mount Halasan. And it's the largest mountain in Korea. We're floating right over Mount Hallison, and we're headed toward another mountain on the east coast of Jeju Island. That's Sunrise Peak. It's the most famous site on Jeju Island. Sunrise Peak has a beautiful bowl-like crater. Crater. C-R-A-T-E-R. That's the hole in the middle of a volcanic mountain. Exactly. Some people think Sunrise Peak looks like a giant ancient castle towering over the sea below. Why do you think the magic book bag brought us to Sunrise Peak? I thought we were going to visit the Henyo in the ocean today, not hike up and down a mountain. I read that the very best place to see Henyo is Seyong Sinri, which is the closest village to Sunrise Peak. That must be where we're heading. I hope you're right, Reading Bug, because it looks like the book bag is coming in for a landing, right on that sandy spot over there. Hold on, everybody. Listen, it sounds like we've landed on a beach. Do you hear the seagulls squawking and the waves breaking? I hear people talking, too, but I can't understand what they're saying. Well, what have we here? I thought I had spotted a rare bird in the sky, but now that it's landed, I can see it isn't a bird at all. But what is it? It might be some sort of parachute? But no, it looks like it's a bag. A big red bag covered with black dots. And it looks very full. I wonder what's inside. Reading bug. Raider, did you hear that? It sounds like someone is standing right over our bag. And she's speaking perfect American English. Is it possible that we didn't make it to Korea after all? There's only one way to find out. Let's crawl out of the book bag and see where we've landed. Follow me. We're right behind you, bug. Or maybe this isn't a bag after all. It could be a weather balloon or... Oh! What is this? Who are all of you? This bag or balloon seems more like a clown car. It's full of... people. And And bugs! (laughs) This isn't a clown car. It's a book bag. A magic book bag. And we're the only ones inside. My name is Lauren, and this is the spelling bee. Hello! The bookworm. How do you do? The reading bug. Hi! And our reader friend. We're adventurers, and we traveled here today in the Reading Bug's book bag. We were hoping to visit Jeju Island in Korea to swim with the Henyo divers that the Reading Bug has been reading about. But you sure don't look like a Granny Mermaid diver, and you speak like you're from the United States, so we're not sure we've landed in the right place. Could you tell us where we are? That was... a lot. You know, just because the first person you meet after arriving is from the United States doesn't mean that you didn't land on Jeju Island. Look around. Reader, reading bug, spelling bee, bookworm, look. We're on a beach, and there's people all around. Some look like tourists. But 
Over there, do you see them? There are 20 or more women dressed in wetsuits. Do you think those could be... Henyo, yes. They are getting ready for another dive. Henyo dive five to seven hours each day, and they may dive up to a hundred times a day. Each dive lasts up to three minutes. Oh, wow! Well, we made it! We're here on Jeju Island. But, uh, who are you? And what are you doing here? My name is Heejin Park. I'm from the United States, and, just like you, I came here to swim with the Henyo. I'm Korean-American, which means I was born in America. But my mother was born here on Jeju Island. She was born here? Born and raised, yes. Do you see this charm on my necklace? It's called a norigai. And Korean mothers hand their norigai down to their daughters because they believe it brings good luck. My mother gave me this norigai, and her mother gave it to her. It's beautiful. So why did you want to swim with a henyo, Heejin? My mother's mother was a henyo. In fact, she worked as a henyo until she was 85 years old, which made her a real granny mermaid. I'm an anthropologist, and I've been studying the henyo for many years. It's part of my own family history. What's an anthro... anthro... anthropologist? Anthropologist. A-N-T-H-R-O-P-O-L-O-G-I-S-T. That's someone who studies human societies and their histories. Very good, B. And I'm here today to study the Henyo. I finally received permission to join this Henyo collective on a dive. What's a Henyo collective? Every Henyo belongs to a small group of divers called a collective. The collective decides on everything regarding the Henyo's activities. From what to catch, to how to clean the sea floor. The Henyo in the group also elect one of their members to be their chief or leader. The reading bug said that she read, the work of the Henyo is dangerous. Are you worried it might be dangerous for you to dive with the Henyo today? Well, yes. What the Henyo do is dangerous. The sea itself is dangerous. But these dangers have never kept Henyo from diving. As you know, Henyo don't use oxygen tanks. So if they stay underwater too long, they could suffer a heart attack or drown. And of course, there are other dangers like poisonous jellyfish, poor weather, octopuses, and even sharks. I'm not a Henyo, so I'll be using an oxygen tank when I dive, which makes it a lot less dangerous for me. We've been scuba diving before. Do you think we might be able to join you and the Henyo on your dives today? Learning all about the Henyo is why we came to Jeju Island. Lauren, tourists are allowed to watch the Henyo dive, but they are not allowed to dive with them. Henyo almost never allow outsiders to dive with them. So how did you get permission to join them? I asked the chief of this collective for permission to dive with them months ago. But, if you were hoping for a Henyo adventure today, I'm afraid you may be out of luck. I doubt that you'll even be able to talk to the Henyo. A few of them speak a bit of English, but they are not very friendly to tourists. Aw, oh, I'm sorry, Lauren. I had no idea that we would need permission to dive with the Henyo. They didn't cover that in any of my books. Maybe we should explore some other part of Korea on our adventure today. What do you think? There are many other wonderful sights to see in Korea. One of my favorites is the Chan-dok-gun Palace. I'm not even going to try to spell that. <laughs> the palace was built in the 15th century, and it is the preferred palace for the king and his royal family. It's also fun to visit one of the Hanok villages that have been restored and preserved so visitors can experience what it was like to live in Korea 600 years ago. Or, if you prefer the outdoors, you could visit the Siraksin National Park, 
a national wonderland filled with mountains, lakes, waterfalls, streams, and more than 1,500 animal species. Or you could even take a tour of the DMZ. Well, in order to explain the DMZ, I'll have to give you a little Korean history lesson. The first Koreans moved from Northern Asia to settle in Korea 5,000 years ago. In the year 668, Korea became a nation. Over the years, it struggled to remain free from its neighbors, China and Japan. But in 1910, Japan made Korea a colony, forcing Korea to supply Japan with food. Starting in 1938, Korean children were forbidden to speak the Korean language in school. Instead, they had to speak Japanese. Japan continued to control Korea until 1945, when Japan surrendered to the Allied forces, including Russia and the United States, in World War II. After that, in 1948, Korea was split into two countries, North Korea, which is a communist country, and South Korea, which is a democracy. North Korea and South Korea are separated by a no-man's land called the DMZ, the Demilitarized Zone. People are not allowed in the DMZ except on official guided tours. You know, I read in When Spring Comes to the DMZ by Ook Bai Lee that it is almost impossible for friends and relatives on one side of the DMZ to visit friends and relatives on the other side. The only silver lining is that the DMZ has become a sanctuary for wildlife that have disappeared or become endangered in other places like the Siberian musk deer, the red-crowned crane, the Asiatic black bear, and a species of wild goat named the long-tailed gorilla. It sounds like we could have a lot of wonderful adventures in Korea, but I was really looking forward to learning more about the henyo today. Me too, Lauren. I had read that Korea, like most countries, was a patriarchy for hundreds of years, and that... What's a patriarchy? Patriarchy. P-A-T-R-I-A-R-C-H-Y. A patriarchy is a system of society where men hold the power and women are mostly excluded from it. Right, but even though Korea was a patriarchy for over 500 years, on Jeju Island, the Henyo have held most of the power while their husbands stayed home to take care of the children. You could say that Henyo were Korea's first working moms, and they have been a symbol of female independence and strength for hundreds of years. Incredible! Oh, I so wish we could meet them and see their incredible work. Lauren, I have an idea, although I'm not sure it will work. I told you that the chief of this collective agreed to let me dive with the Henyo today. Maybe she'll let you dive too, if I tell her that you are my friends. Why don't you follow me? The chief is right over there, standing by the bull toucan. What's a bull toucan? A bull toucan is a place, usually built out of rocks, where the Henyo and a collective get ready to dive, and where they warm up and change clothes after they finish diving. Come on, let's go! Heijin, what are those orange pumpkin-shaped objects that the chief and the other Henyo are carrying on their backs? It looks like there's some sort of net attached to each of them. Oh, those are flotation devices. They're called tuoks. The Henyo take them into the water with them. Each diver has her own tuok, which floats on the surface of the water so that the diver can store the conch, abalone, and other sea treasures that she finds on her dives in the net hanging beneath it. I read that each diver also has a metal hook-shaped tool called a bit chain that is attached to her wrist with a leather band so that she won't lose it. She uses the bit chain to drag octopuses out of their hiding places and to pry stubborn shellfish like abalone loose from the rocks. Abalone, A-B-A-L-O-N-E. Abalone are primitive animals. It is hard to spot an abalone in the ocean because the outside of its shell is dark and looks like the rock that abalone attaches itself to with its muscular foot. 
That's right, B. It is very difficult to pry an abalone loose. But if you do, the inside of their shells are painted with beautiful iridescent colors, and they are used in jewelry and other decorative objects. Also, abalone meat is a food delicacy in many cultures. When I was in the book bag, I read that in the 18th century, Korean royalty imposed taxes of dried abalone on the henyo, which forced them to dive in cold waters for even longer seasons. You have certainly done your research, little worm. Why, thank you. Reading new books is delicious. Well, here we are. I'll introduce you to the chief. She doesn't speak English, but don't worry. I'm pretty good at translating. Koreans often greet anyone older than themselves with a small bow. So after I introduce you to her, you should bow to the chief to show your respect. Listen to that wonderful folk music. Heejin, can you show us how you want us to bow when we meet the chief? Of course. First, clasp your hands together, right over left hand, at the level of your eyes. Very good. Next, slowly kneel down, putting your left knee to the ground, and then your right knee. Excellent. Now, bend forward so that you are halfway to the ground before you stand up again. Let's try that again together, reader. Clasp your hands together, right over left hand, right at the level of your eyes. Then, kneel down, first on your left knee, then on your right. And finally, bend forward so that you're almost halfway to the ground. Then stand up again. Excellent. That was beautiful, Lauren. Yes, excellent job, everyone. Thank you. Okay, I think we're ready. Ani, these are my friends. Like me, they have traveled here from the United States, and they have asked if they could join me when I dive alongside your collective today. Hijin 씨, 저희가 넘어가 드렸는데요. 하지만 관광객의 다이빙을 금지하고 있다는 거 알고 계시잖아요. Hijin, what did she say? She said that they made an exception for me because I have family on this island, but tourists are not allowed to dive. Heejin, do you think I might be able to say something? We have all loved listening to your music. May I present you with a little music of our own? My friends and I have traveled far To learn about just who you are I've come to you to watch you dive To learn the way of Hanyo, how your culture thrives My magic book bag, we have come The United States is where we're from We can't wait to see you fish To swim along with you is my greatest wish Ani, what do you think? I don't know much Korean, Lauren, but that sounded like a no. Gee, Lauren, usually your singing does the trick. Huh, not this time, I guess. Maybe I'm losing my touch. Well, I warned you that the Henyo don't like to talk to strangers, and they aren't interested in tourists. Diving is serious business that provides an important food source for Jeju Island. Ani... Would you like to discuss the request in private? Let's talk in the Boltuke. 
Lauren, reader, please wait here while I talk to the chief. Okay, Heejin. We'll wait right here for you. Reader, while we wait for Heejin to talk to the chief, let's pause our adventure right here. Great idea, Lauren. I couldn't be more nervous. I sure hope you can dive with the Hinyu. For over six years, The Past and the Curious has been winning fans, sharing stories of real people from the past, and making people smile. I'm Mick Sullivan, author of I See Lincoln's Underpants, which is a book about, well, famous people's underwear. You'll find all of those stories and much more in the hundreds of episodes of The Past and the Curious. You know, quite often people will say to me, Mick, my kid loves your show. But you know what? I love your show too. And that's what it's all about bringing grown-ups and kids together to learn and laugh while they discover new stories about underwear saving people's lives, the origin of the swimsuit, or figures like inventor Garrett Morgan, astronomer Mariah Mitchell, or spy and baseball player Mo Berg. So if you want to get hip to the show, you can find The Past and the Curious in all the usual podcast places. The Past and the Curious with Mick Sullivan. That's me. Today's episode of Reading Bug Adventures is sponsored by Sourcebooks and their latest book in the New York Times bestselling How to Catch series, How to Catch a Gingerbread Man by Adam Wallace. Hee hee hee, you can't catch me. Well, hello, Spelling Bee. What in the world are you doing buzzing all over the place like that? Oh, hi, Lauren. Reading Bug and I are playing a little game of catch. Well, kind of. She's trying to catch me. Bee, you are just too fast for me. Oh, hi, Lauren. Have you seen the latest book in the How to Catch series? Not yet. I just read it out loud. It's How to Catch a Gingerbread Man, the perfect addition to my holiday book collection. Yes, yes, yes. We own every book in the collection. I especially love the holiday ones like How to Catch a Leprechaun and How to Catch the Easter Bunny. The How to Catch series is a favorite in households across the country. I know, because so many of our Reading Bug Box subscribers request the books in their boxes. Reading Bug, let's read How to Catch a Gingerbread Man out loud to Lauren. Great idea. Reader, you can read this hilarious book out loud too by purchasing it at thereadingbug.com or your local independent bookstore. Thank you to Sourcebooks for their ongoing support. Sourcebooks, changing lives book by book. Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Hi, reader. You're back and just in time. We've traveled all the way to Jeju Island in Korea, along with the reading bug, the spelling bee, and the bookworm, with the hope that we can meet and dive with the Henyo women of the island. The Henyo have been free diving off the shores of this island for generations, gathering food and treasures from the bottom of the ocean to help feed their families and community. That's right. And we adventured here today to see if we could dive with the Henyo. But it turns out that they really don't like tourists. Right, Spelling Bee? Yes. The Henyo chief was dismissive of Lauren's singing. 
D I F M I F F I V E. Can you believe it? I can't. I thought you sang beautifully, Lauren. Thank you, Bookworm. One silver lining of this adventure so far is that we did make a new friend, didn't we? Our friend Hejin Park is an anthropologist whose grandmother was a henyo. She's busy trying to convince the henyo chief to let us dive with them. Wouldn't that be spectacular? Lauren, reader, look! Here comes Hejin now! Hejin, you're back. I sure hope you have some good news for us. This is my very first adventure and I was hoping we'd be able to do something really special. You're in luck, little bookworm. I do have good news for you. After she and I discussed it, the chief admitted that she actually did like your song, Lauren. <laughs> I've still got it. The chief agreed. You can dive with the henyo today as long as I take responsibility for your safety and make sure that you do not distract the henyo divers. Free diving is very serious work, and it can be very dangerous so she does not want your presence to put any of the henyo at risk. That's great, Heejin. Of course we'll stay out of their way. Thank you so much! Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Like me, you're going to need to wear scuba gear for your dive today. The henyo can hold their breath for more than three minutes underwater, which is very difficult and very dangerous. While we're underwater, we'll breathe air out of an oxygen tank. I have some equipment that I can lend you. Thank you, Heejin. Should we put on our wetsuits now and get ready for the dive? You'll have time to do that while the henyo gather together in the Bultuke to pray to the goddess, Grandmother Solmunde, for their safety. They pray to a goddess? Oh, yes. Long ago, Koreans believed that things like trees, rivers, and animals were filled with spirits, and that some people, called shamans, could communicate with these spirits. This belief is called shamanism. Even though today many Jeju Islands residents are Buddhist or Christian, the Henyo continue to practice shamanistic rituals that have been handed down for hundreds of years. While we wait, here's a modern song that one of the Henyo wrote. It's translated into English for you and tells the story of Grandmother Sulmunde. Lauren, can you please read it aloud to us? I've read a little about Grandmother Sulmunde, but I'd love to hear more. Of course. Let me see. We pray to Sulmunde, the goddess, who is the grandmother and protector of the Henyo. From soil she carried in her skirt into the sea, she built our island as she walked back and forth steadily, until her skirt became so worn that the debris that remained fell from its holes and created the craters in Jeju's volcanoes. When she lay down to rest, fields were created from her body and her long dark hair turned into the grass and trees. Her body fluid turned into seaweed, fish, conch, and abalone that spread throughout the vast stretches of the sea to provide sustenance for those who worship at her knee. Now we, because it is the Henyo's destiny, harvest these precious jewels of the sea. We pray to you, Grandmother, to guide our way and ask that you keep us safe on our dives today. So that we don't distract the Henyo, Lauren, reader, we will be taking a small motorboat over to the dive site. Do you see the boats over there by the sea wall? Lots of shellfish attach themselves to the craggy rocks on the wall, so it's a good place for the grannies to dive. I also see a few orange tuwaks bobbing up and down in the water. That means that some of the grannies have already begun to dive today. Follow me and we'll hop on the boat, where our dive gear is waiting. Okay, careful. 
Now, everybody into the boat. You all can put on your scuba gear while I drive the boat. Okay, reader. Let's do what Heejin said and put on our gear. Look, she has laid out wetsuits, BCDs, flippers, masks, and oxygen tanks for us. Let's get them on now, starting with the wetsuits. Where's my wetsuit and gear, Lauren? <laughs> oh, I'm afraid they don't make scuba gear for worms or for bugs. You three will need to climb into my mask to stay dry and out of harm's way. That's a great idea, Lauren. I certainly don't want to wind up in some fish's tummy. That's right. Just wait right here while our reader friend and I get dressed, and I'll let you know when I'm ready for you to get into my mask. Reader, the wetsuit goes on first to help us from getting too cold in the water. It's a little bit tight, so you'll need to pull it up over your body like this. There we go. Next comes the weight belt around our middle. Do you remember from our scuba diving adventure how the weight belt helps us drop down below the ocean's surface? Excellent. And now it's time to slip on the fins on our feet. Looking good, everyone. Thanks, Heejin. Now, normally you would breathe through your mouth into a regulator that attaches to your tank, but I wear a face mask that leaves my mouth unobstructed so that I can talk to other divers through a radio communication system that is built in. I brought a couple of extra face masks with these communication systems, so why don't you and Reader wear them? That way we can talk to each other, even while we're underwater. We're here! Are you ready for a dive? Great! Then, let's get our BCDs, oxygen tanks, and masks on. I'll join you. Reader, remember that BCD stands for Buoyancy Compensation Device. It's the vest here with the oxygen tank on the back. The vest can fill with air to help us come back up to the surface when we've finished our dive. Let's put them on together. Great! And now for our masks. Reading bug? Spelling bee? Bookworm, that's your cue. Hop on in. Great! Now, everybody, masks on! Now that we've got our face masks on, let's test the communication system. Can you hear me? Lauren? Reader? I can. Yes, Heejin, we all can. Reader, can you hear me? Great! Then we're ready to join the Henyo in the water. Henyo are able to stay underwater for up to three minutes without breathing, but then they have to come back up to the surface to take another breath. With our oxygen tanks and masks, we'll be able to stay down longer and observe them. What are those funny noises we're hearing, Heijin? Dolphins, maybe? Sounds a little bit like dolphins coming to the surface of the ocean to breathe. You've got great ears, Lauren. But those aren't dolphin sounds. You are hearing the sounds the henyo make when they burst out of the sea to exhale and take in more oxygen. It's called sumbisori, and it's an ancient breathing technique that has been passed on from one generation of henyo to the next. The sound, which people often described as a high-pitched breathy shriek or whistle, is often mistaken for a dolphin or bird call. Just like fingerprints, Every granny's sumbisori is unique and different from every other granny. What do you say, Lauren, reader? Are you ready to jump into the water and join the henyo? 
I know you said you'll help keep us safe on our dive today, but I have to admit, I'm still a little nervous about getting started. It's normal to feel a little anxious when you're doing something outside of your comfort zone. But there's an old Korean saying, starting is half the task. That means that getting started is sometimes the hardest part. So, let's take it one step at a time and get started by rolling backwards onto the water from the side of the boat. I'm ready to roll onto the water. Here I go. Reader, Heejin just rolled into the water. And if we're going to see the Henyo dive today, we're going to have to get into the ocean too. Are you ready? Then on the count of three, let's go. One, two, three. Heijin, you were right. Jumping into the ocean wasn't very hard or scary. I hope you were also right. It was the hardest part of our adventure today. So do I, Lauren. So do I. Now, start letting the air out of your BCD so we can slip below the surface of the water and down into the ocean's depths. Oh, wow. Looking around, it seems silly that I was so nervous. It's so beautiful, peaceful, and quiet down here. There are so many fish swimming over, under, and around us. I've never actually seen a fish before. Heejin, what are those beautiful fish over there? The ones that are gold on the top and silver on the bottom, with bright red spots on their fins. There must be hundreds of them, and they're all swimming together like a team of synchronized swimmers. Oh, there are many beautiful tropical fish in the waters near Jeju Island, Lauren. These gold and silver fish are called scale fin antheas. They're also called sea goldies because of their golden color. Sea goldies live in coral reefs, clear lagoons, and steep slopes, and they like to swim in large groups called schools, like the group we're looking at right now. Look over there, Lauren. There's a little yellow fish with black dots that looks a bit like my cousins, the yellow ladybugs. It's all puffed up like a balloon. It looks a little like me too. Well, same colors anyways, yellow and black. Only I'm striped and the fishes. Spotted. That's a yellow boxfish. Yellow boxfish can grow as big as 18 inches, but this one must be very young because it's much smaller. Young boxfish are bright yellow like this little one, but the brightness fades as they get older. That little boxfish is swimming all alone because boxfish are solitary animals. That means they like to live alone and do not travel in schools like the scale fin antheas do. Whoa! What's that crazy looking fish over there? It has a brown body, but the lower half of it is covered with large white spots. And look at its mouth. It's painted bright yellow with a white edge. It looks like it has a white mask over its eyes. That's one of my favorites. It's a clown triggerfish. And it's easy to see why it has that name, isn't it? Its spots, lines, head and face markings make it look like it's wearing clown makeup. I can't help but laugh every time I see one. I just love looking at all the fish. But look, just up ahead are the henyo, and they aren't paying attention to the fish at all. Instead, they're swimming close to the rocks on the sea cliff or down on the ocean floor. That's because henyo don't catch fish. They are mostly focused on gathering seaweed and harvesting mollusks. Mollusks, M-O-L-L-U-S-K. Mollusks are sea creatures with soft bodies that usually live inside shells like clams, mussels, oysters, and scallops. Mollusks are distant cousins to worms like me. 
That's right, bee and worm. And the hen you are swimming at the bottom of the ocean and along the rocky cliffs that extend into the ocean because that's where most mollusks like to stay. They really like finding conch in there. Don't conch live in those big spiral-shaped shells that are pink or orange on the inside? I remember that my grandmother told me if you hold a conch shell up to your ear, you can hear the ocean. I've tried it, and it's true. It's true that you hear something that sounds like the ocean, but it isn't the ocean. Scientists believe that when you hold a conch shell up to your ear, you are hearing the echo of the noise in the air all around you. The noise echoes inside the shell the same way that you hear your voice echoing when you shout in a cavern or a cave or in a large empty room. Hajin, why do Henyo like to collect conch? Is it because the conch shells are so pretty? Henyo collect conch shells because the sea snail, or conch, that lives inside each shell is a great delicacy. D-E-L-I-C-A-C-Y. Delicacy. That means they're yummy to eat and rare. Right again. These sea snails are eaten raw in salads or cooked in burgers, chowders, fritters, and gumbos. They also collect conch shells for the pearls that are sometimes found inside of them. Did you know that my name, Heejin, means precious pearl in English? My mother named me this to remind me of my Henyo ancestors who harvested these beautiful and rare jewels. Conch pearls can be many colors, including white, brown, and orange, but most conch pearls are pink. Wow, I had no idea that people ate the critters that lived inside conch shells, and I always thought that pearls were only found in oysters. Reader, look at the diver over there by the rocky coastline. I think she may have caught an octopus. It has one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight arms. Definitely an octopus. Octopuses are also delicious to eat, but catching an octopus is dangerous. Even though octopuses aren't aggressive, they will defend themselves if they think they are in danger. They can release a poisonous venom, and they can also wrap their eight arms around a diver just like they wrap them around their prey. That means a henyo diver must knock the octopus out quickly before it has a chance to attack her. Uh-oh. I don't think the granny diver knocked that octopus out, Heijin. The octopus just put one of its arms around the diver's waist, and another one around her arms. It looks like the octopus is trying to draw the henyo toward it. If she can't get another breath of air soon, she could be in real trouble. Lauren, reader, we have to help her. No. Remember what I said, Bug. The henyo do not want to be bothered. We are here to observe them only. And we don't need to worry, either. Henyo always work in pairs. See? The henyo's buddy diver is quickly swimming toward her to help her out. Oh, yes! There she is! The henyo's buddy is putting her finger behind the opening in the octopus's head, right behind its eyes. And the octopus is changing colors from angry red to a brownish white. Yes, that means that the buddy diver successfully knocked the octopus unconscious and its nervous system isn't working anymore. When this happens, the octopus also loses its muscle tone and it can't suck with its suction cups. The buddy diver is now unwrapping the octopus's arms from around the other henyo's waist and arm, saving her from being injured by the octopus. And they are both swimming back up to the surface to take another breath of air. Wow, this adventure is incredible. That was pretty exciting, wasn't it? Now that the diver is safe from the octopus's clutches, we can get back to exploring this watery garden filled with shellfish, starfish, sea urchins, seaweed, and other colorful marine plants and fish. It is beautiful, but I read that pollution in the water around Jeju Island has killed much of the underwater vegetation that feeds the shellfish. That means Henyo have to work longer and harder to be able to support their families and communities. 
That's another reason why the number of henyo is getting smaller and smaller every year, isn't it? Sadly, that is true. The sea life here isn't as vibrant or populous as it once was. Uh, Heejin, I know we're not supposed to bother the henyo, but look behind you. Behind me? Yes. One of the henyo is swimming toward us very quickly. Why is she waving both of her arms and wide arcs above her head? Uh-oh. That's one of the universal hand signals that divers use to communicate underwater. And it means, emergency, help me now. But what does she want us to do? Emergency. E-M-E-R-G-E-N-C-Y. That's bad. B, no time to spell. We have to go help. Lauren, reader, put your flippers into action and follow that henyo. She is pointing toward the water with a flat palm. That's another universal diving hand signal. And it means she wants us to look at something down there. Quickly, let's swim closer to see what's going on. Oh no, I think I see the problem. There are two divers on the ocean floor, and I think one of them may be stuck. It looks like she's trying to pull her hand free from a large rock. That's not a rock, it's an abalone. And it looks like the leather strap attached to her arm is stuck underneath it. Her buddy diver is trying to cut through the strap, but if she isn't able to cut through, she'll have to leave the trapped diver while she surfaces to take a breath. And if the trapped henyo passes out, she'll breathe in water and drown. We have to help. You're right, Bookworm. But what can we do? I don't know. I thought you'd tell me what to do. We need to get both divers oxygen. Fast. Lauren, reader, you both have an alternate regulator attached to your BCD. Quickly, swim to the two henyo as fast as you can and place the alternate regulators into their mouths so that they can share the oxygen that's in your tanks. Then ball your fist and raise your thumb up. That's the hand sign that you're going to slowly take them back up to the surface as soon as we can release the trap diver strap. I'll take my knife and help cut the leather band so we can all surface together. Hurry! Go! Okay, reader. Swim along with me. Ready? Let's go. Now, let's grab those extra regulators and give them to the henyo to help them breathe. Great work! Heejin, how are you doing with the leather strap? It's really stuck, but I think I can get it. And now that everyone is breathing oxygen from the tanks, we're not in mortal danger anymore. Just a little bit more, and... There! Got it! Great work, Heejin! Reader, remember how we tell these henyo divers that we're going to bring them to the surface? That's right. Ball your hand into a fist, and raise up your thumb. Perfect! Okay, slowly now, follow me up to the surface, and make sure you keep a tight hold on the henyo. Let's get everyone up and into the boat. Is everybody okay? I... I think so. 도와주셔서 감사합니다. 46년을 다이빙을 해왔는데 이런 위험에 빠졌던 적은 없었어요. 절 구해주셨어요. What... what is she saying, Heejin? She says she has been diving for 46 years and never been in danger like this before. You saved her. She's very thankful. Oh, it's nothing. We're so grateful to be here and see how the henya work to harvest food. 
I'm just glad we were in the right place at the right time so we could help the stuck diver. Lauren, reader, reading bug, spelling bee, bookworm, you wanted an adventure today and you sure found one. And judging by how thankful our new Henyo friends are, I don't think you'll have any problem getting invited back for another dive with them, anytime you want. But now, I'm afraid we need to cut this dive a little short. These two grannies have had quite a scare, and I want to get them back to the shore. I think you should come with us, though. For a rescue like this, I'm sure the Henyo will want to celebrate and give praise to Grandmother Sulmunde. It makes my mouth water to even think of the delicacies they will prepare for us back on shore. That octopus they captured will be used to make spicy stir-fried octopus, a popular and delicious Korean dish. There will be abalone porridge, seafood hot pot, sea urchin soup, grilled sea bream, hair tail fish, and gulfweed soup made with pork bones, onions, sour kimchi, vegetables, and gulfweed. Gulfweed? Oh, gulfweed is one of the kinds of seaweed that the Henyo harvest. Can you join us? We would love to join you for tonight's celebration, Heejin. I do love trying new foods. But it's getting late, and I think we need to head home to our friends and family. Maybe we'll find a great Korean restaurant when we get back so we can try some of the wonderful dishes you'll be eating tonight and celebrate the amazing adventure we had with you today. What do you think, reader? Please let the Hanyo Collective know how much we enjoyed meeting and diving alongside such brave, strong women. We will never forget them. Come on, everyone. Let's get back into my magic book bag. You mean our adventure is over? I'm afraid every adventure has to come to an end. But don't worry, Bookworm. You can adventure with us anytime. Look, reader. The reading bug is opening her book bag and it's getting bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us all inside. Okay, are you ready? Let's all flap our wings and fly back home together. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Look, reader. The sights and sounds of Jeju Island and the Granny Mermaids are slowly fading. And I can see the whole island of Jeju as we climb higher and higher into the sky. For my very first adventure, that sure was exciting. When are we going to adventure together again? You can go on an adventure anytime, Bookworm. Just get yourself a great book and start reading. And if you like this adventure and want to learn more about the Hanyo or Korea, you can find a list of all the books in my book bag at thereadingbug.com adventures. I don't think I'll ever forget going underwater and seeing all those amazing fish or helping to rescue the henyo who got stuck on the ocean floor. You are all so brave. You were brave too, Bookworm. We were lucky to have you with us on today's adventure. And reader, you were brave too. We couldn't have done it without you because... When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane, build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. Cause you're a reader, you're a leader. 
You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show. Don't let anyone tell you no. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can make your dreams come true just by being you. adventure. Reader, what parts of today's adventure do you remember the most? What illustrations are you going to draw when the episode ends? Whatever you draw, I'm sure it will be incredible. We can't wait to see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. Thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Riley Savage, Chesney Evert, and Matthew Shern. Music is by me and Ross Gruet. Sound mixing and mastery is by Resonate Recordings. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now.